0: Okay everybody, welcome to another episode of Elevate Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, as I always am, Coach Jean Carrillo. Correct. I wanna give you a little introduction. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So you are a story of resilience, strength, and overcoming challenges. You were born two months early. Your mom was told by doctors you weren't gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You did. Your parents divorced at an early age. You were expelled from high school, dropped out technically at the age of 16 basically raised by a single mom. Mm -hmm. Your grandfather was in the picture, but very abusive. Mm -hmm. Eventually, that ended, thankfully. Mm -hmm. You joined the French Special Forces as a close combat instructor. Became a French champion in 1987. Mm -hmm. Muay Thai champion? Taekwondo and kickboxing. Taekwondo and kickboxing. A European champion in 89. Mm -hmm. Kickboxing Kickboxing and taekwondo? Kickboxing. Kickboxing. Opened your first gym in 89 and brought your dojo to America. Is it called dojo? What do we call your is it gym? It's a, it's a gym. It's a gym. It's Muay Thai a gym. gym. Muay Thai gym, yeah. OK, I always got confused there. Brought your Muay Thai gym to America in 1996. Became obsessed with self-development, coaching, mentoring, and today you own CMT, mm-hmm. the most badass Muay Thai gym anywhere. Thank you. Right? Did I miss anything? No, you good. Good. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming. You know, I I feel like everybody um, expects me to interview real estate agents. And Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking outside the box here to bring people that are doing amazing things so that when the listeners hear your story, Mm -hmm. they can elevate their life. That's why I call this podcast Elevate, because I know that you do a lot of Mm self-development and I know that you have so much wisdom to transfer. So can I tell the viewers how how I met you? Yeah, of course. You don't, don't even know if you know this story. So... I'm, uh, I have another business that I'm running. One of my business partners, name is Al. And Al has been fighting for like six years. Okay. And we went to Costa Rica to work on a deal that we were, we were working on. And he was like, hey, bro, do you want to go uh, do some Muay Thai? And I was like, Muay Thai? like, You know, I'm, I usually say yes to almost anything. I love it. So I was like, let's do it. And we went and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is fun. And then I started thinking, what if I could fight? So I got home and I started Googling Muay Thai gyms. And I went through like four or five different gyms. and I was like, eh. I wasn't really going anywhere because I wanted to burn calories. Mm-hmm. I was going somewhere because I wanted to learn how to fight. But everywhere mm-hmm. I was going was like, and punch. And, you know, I was like, this is boring. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I went to your gym, it was Wednesday. I turned right back around and left. Because I was like, oh, hell no, am I going into this? It was wow. sparring night. Okay, exactly. I've, I've never... Even like practiced anything, let alone I'm going to have to go fight people. So I got intimidated and left. Then the next day I came back on Thursday and uh, I remember you partnered me up with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan, the, yeah. the, the man bun. Yeah. And he just started kicking the shit out of me. And I was like, should I tell Ryan that I'm a beginner? Should I tell? And then that was when I realized I was in the right place because I go, this isn't somewhere you come to burn calories. No. This is somewhere you come to learn how to fight. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, this guy, is, he's the real deal. So that's how I met you. That's my story.
1: I didn't know you turned back on on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. All right. So what got you into fighting? Like at what point did, why did you get into fighting? And then I want to know at what point were you like, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my
1: life. Okay. Uh, I start, I start to fight because I grew up in a project and the project like in, in in America, um, you have like in California, the minority will be like Hispanic. And in France, it's Arabic. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a project and all my friends are Arabic. I was the only one who was Caucasian. So they pick on me a lot. So I have two choices to me admit be admitted by them. Or I do soccer, because everybody's soccer in France. Or I learn how to box. And I choose boxing. And I got so much anger because of my grandfather. Mm. I have opportunity to, to release this anger. And after every time they, they pick on me, I fight. And, uh, and, and and I love it. I love it. So it's a good feeling. So you just got into boxing to let off some steam. Correct. You
0: loved it. Uh, were you naturally... Were you? Would you say you were good no, at it? No, no,
1: no, no. I have to work hard. When people see me, say, wow, well, you're gifted. I no, I have to work hard. But was there truth to you're gifted? Like, do you feel like... Ego aside, do you feel like you had what it took to... I, I think I think yes. Yeah, I think that... Obviously you fight, did. Fighting, fighting is something... You don't you don't create fighter. You take someone who's already fighting in his mind, and you put him outside. Yeah. But fighting, it's a crazy game. You need to be a little bit crazy to do fighting because you fight a guy you don't even know. You're gonna beat him for no reason. <laughs> so somewhere, somehow, in the brain, there is something missing. You know?
0: Yeah. And I remember somebody told me one of your students said that my my first or second time we were they're like you know what they say if you're gonna do
1: muay thai you're crazy and I was like sure. I guess I am a little crazy. Like, it's true. Yeah. It is true, yeah. So yes, yeah, so, but I have to work really hard. I was not gifted. I have to work really hard. But inside me, I got this anger against for my grandfather. Yeah. So everything he did to me is one thing. But sad- sadly enough, I can thank him because I won't be there if this never happened to me. Yeah, so he's the one who actually helped me to develop this singer.
0: Yeah, most of the time in life, the, the things that happen to us that w- at, in the time feel so devastating, and you mm-hmm. look back and you go, "Wow, that was actually what I needed to push me into
1: the right direction." Oh, big time! That's what. I told so it was people. a blessing I, and a curse. Oh, big time! I told the people that I'm religious. Okay, mm-hmm. this is this is who I am. If you read the Bible without going to religion, if you read the Bible, they say that God created light, but before create light it was in the dark. Mm-hmm. This means it's time when you're in the dark. That's why you can create light. Right. But you mean the dark first. God was in the dark first before create light. So people went in the darkness. That's why I said to them, when you're in the darkness, don't think like it's dark. Think no, you have to walk and create light. Because like you say, it's in the darkness that you're gonna create light. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's no light that exists if there's no darkness. Correct. It must be there for mm-hmm. you to, to shine bright. Exactly. Um. I love that. I didn't. I didn't know you were a believer. Oh, big time. We never talked about it. Big time your whole life or well, is that something
1: I grew up with that and uh, and my mentor Jim Ron is the one who pushed me to be the bible mm. so yes uh, i got multiple bible in my
0: house yeah you know you know tanya always tell tanya is my wife <laughs> she always tells me she says if you look at all these quotes that you hear all these different coaches and gurus saying they're all they can be traced back to the bible correct all of it everything's all by there. Yeah. yeah so at what point did you go hey i'm going to dedicate my life to fighting you you know, like you were fighting, you were letting off steam, your grandfather pushed you in the right direction. At what year was
1: it in? Where, what was that moment where you're like, I'm, I'm doing this for the rest of my life? Because I noticed that when I was training, I helped a lot of people. People ask me a lot of information. Can you help me? Can you help me? And at one point I was thinking like, maybe I'm made for that. Mm. And I tried to give much more, giving much more. And at one point my student to me, hey, you should open the gym. I'm like, okay. I was thinking, but my coach. I cannot do that to my coach but my coach was the mistake he was making too he was getting a little bit lazy because success was there for him become lazy and people start to complain they come to start to see me and uh, basically i start to do his job so uh, at one point i have to think like okay you know what i don't going to help i don't want to help them i'm not there about the money it's about helping them and i start to, to teach that's why my whole goal was always helping people. I always do everything to help people.
0: When you, when you got involved in fighting, was it as a hobby or was it like,
1: I want to fight eventually? No. Like I want to get in the ring and fight. Exactly, so I fight because I got an opportunity to fight, but I was never a great fighter. I'm a great coach, I'm not a great fighter. Mm. I did not, I like to fight on the street, <laughs> but on the ring I fight, but it's not, it's not my main, I was not obsessed by that. I was obsessed by coaching. Teaching, yeah. training, sharing, making making people better, big time. But you became a champion. Mm-hmm. How can somebody that's not good at fighting become a champion? Because in front of me, I did not, I don't have like the best one. I was fighting a 128, 58 kilo, which was tall for fighters. All my fighters were always smaller than me, so I keep them on the distance. I played the game, but did not enter in the fight. I just stopped them, but never went in the fight. So I use, I was tall for my weight category. was tall, so I stopped them. They never come inside. I love it. That's what I
0: did. So you did what you had to do. You played chess. You did Correct. what you had to do to win and become a champion. And you were awesome. Like, I mean, but, but I get where you're coming from. Like coaching was more of your passion and,
1: and helping other people. That's, that's amazing. If you, if you take an example, when you have a fight, Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao. Some people say Mayweather should not win. As a professional, I look at the fight and I say, no, he did exactly what he had to do. He owned the belt you just have to defend the belt. Right. Pacquiao that I respect and I love it, did not fight enough to take the belt. So when you're at the top of the mountain, you just have to defend what you got. You don't have to fight for right. Just defend it. Mm. Let the other people get tired,
0: go to grab it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's so different than what I have in my head. I just feel like every fighter just wants to go in there and kill everybody, you know, and just win. But sometimes it's like, it's strategic. Correct. Right? You, don't, you don't have to, you know, if you've, Already won the game in football. You don't put your starters out there. You put the the bench out there because you don't have to risk them, right? So it's like, why do more than you need to? Mm-hmm. Just do what you need to to win and get it. Yeah, because in boxing you have twelve run.
1: In Muay Thai you got five run. In football you got I think three times. Uh, in football four quarters. Four quarters. So it's four quarters, right? It's not one. So you have to plan these four. Right. Don't plan one because it's three coming up. Right. That's interesting. Do you remember your first fight? Yes. Th- can you tell us about it? I beat by knockout first round with high kick. You, it was really fast. You knocked out or? Her... I knocked out the guy with high eye kick. kick. Yeah. What
0: were some of the emotions you were feeling before going into your first fight?
1: You when when you fight, contrary to what people think, you in the zone, you don't see nothing. That's why when I when I when super I super
0: present right exactly
1: you there. That's why when I coach fighters and I can see in the corner, some coach yell to the guy to what to do during this fighting the guy don't hear you he's in the zone when he come back on the corner yeah. he takes you even if you had one minute rest or two minute rest he takes you 15 20 seconds to find peace then after like i talked to my fighters not before mm. so when fighters go on the corner and the coach rush on them talk to them no the guy don't hear you let him relax then after inject information so for me when i fight i didn't pay attention to anything I go, I got a guy in front of me, and I always do something that like I told my fighters. When you go in the ring, just think about the guy in front of you. is in your gym and try t- trying to emulate you in front of everyone. Because some people will fight. They're going to lose the fight. For example, you take the same fighter that win. You bring this guy in the ring, in the gym, fight you. You will beat him because you have to show to everyone that this guy is not going to beat you. Right. You know, so that's what all my fighters is like, when you fight someone, always think, and see that you're in the gym, it's a, it's a sparring, hard sparring, the guy's in front of you, he wanna humiliate you, in front of everyone that you know, you're the oldest in here, defend yourself. And now this change your way of thinking. But if you're in the ring, think I'm gonna kill him, that's not the solution. Because now you, you're fighting the wrong rabbit, you know? You're looking the wrong rabbit.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, again, there's so much strategy involved oh, in the yeah. fight. It's not just like a street fight.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's different.
0: What, what is that mental aspect, though? Like, before you go into the ring, are there are there nerves? Or,
1: like, how, how yes. nervous would you say you got? You, you, you are nervous. A fighter told you I'm calm and I'm not nervous is a liar. You are nervous. Because you go in the ring, facing a guy is going to try to beat you.
0: Hurt you. You, ha-
1: you have to be nervous. It, it is... It, So, so many people I hate when I hear that say, like, well, I'm just relaxing, I don't care. No, it's not true. You're stressing somewhere, 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 some people are gonna love you stress as a really love as a release for the stress. Some people go, I like to be by myself. I put music, I like to be by myself, but everybody's different. But everybody, every Mike Tyson before fight cry, Mike Tyson before fight
0: cry. Yeah, I mean, I I think of the things that I've done that have that I was nervous leading up to. But I feel like once the, the bell rings, does that all go away? Do you just get zoned out? Like Does nervous, nervousness no, the, stick I would say around? The, the,
1: the first 15, 20, 30 seconds, you, you, you check. You're not okay. there right away. You yeah. check. All right. Then after, you get comfortable. In the beginning, yeah, you check.
0: During the peak of your career, mm-hmm. when you were all in
1: on the fighting, what, what
0: did your, your training camp look like? How, how intense was it?
1: So we, It's not like in America. In France, we don't do camp we train twice a day and you go home. You do your cardio in the morning by yourself, no by the team because here example, I found out this in California in America when we have a fight team, in the mornings they run together, they do everything together. I'm completely against that. Mm. Because when you fight you're by yourself. So if you have the habits of the, uh, the team around you, when you go to fight you're by yourself. So you have to do the running by the team if you want, but the hardest running need to be by yourself because on the ring you're by yourself. So in France, you go, you train twice a day, and you go home. You rest, you eat, you run early in the morning, you do your abs, you get everything on the side, but it's only two sessions. But there is no camp. There is no camp. Is there off-season, on-season? All the time. You train all the time. You train all the time. All the time, because so, you, nev- you never know when the fight is going to so come. So you're always ready then? Always. So always is, that, is
0: that a big difference between like where you learned how to fight versus America? Is that an American? Oh, yeah, big time. So there's like off-season for these fighters, where they just like... No, they-
1: in France, you need to be ready all the time. Because no, you never know. It's simple. When opportunities show up, if you're not ready, it's over. Yeah. People wait. You know? No, you need to be ready way before. Opportunity show up, you take it. Yeah. You know. So you have to be ready all the time. You cannot be ready at the opportunity. It's too late. You need
0: to take to get ready before. I love that. That kind of relates to how we sell homes. I, I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, Robert, I'm not, I don't, I'm not ready to buy a home until next year. I said, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to the loan officer now. Let's figure out what the down payment's gonna be now and let's just plan ahead there so that go. when the right home pops up, we've already done everything. Exactly. You're ready to strike while the iron's hot because you know it sounds like in 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 fighting in the fighting world as well, it's like the opportunity's there for a, a glimpse. And mm-hmm. if you have to think about it, sometimes it's gone. It's too late.
1: Interesting. It's too late,
0: yeah. So we talked about this a little bit already, mm-hmm. right? The you said you either have the fighting the, 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 you're, you're a fighter or you're not, mm-hmm. right? And so there's so much of a mental aspect to, to Muay Thai. Can you dive a little bit deeper into like how mental fighting actually is versus the physical component of it?
1: The mental is everything. Well, if you had to put a percentage behind mental and physical. Very good question. So it is. It's like fitness. People ask you, what is the percentage? Weight workout, nutrition? Cardio, percentage, no. It's 100% workout, 100% nutrition, 100% cardio. Yeah. Fighting is the same. 100% yeah. mental, 100% training.
0: I was not expecting that answer, you don't do
1: it. You don't do half. You do or you don't. That's always been my philosophy. You do or you don't. I actually love that because I always tell people weight loss is
0: 80% food and 20% exercise, but the reality is, is it's 100%, 100% food and it's 100% exercise. Let me, let me
1: tell you something, and I'm and I sure you're going to connect. Every married man will connect. What if your wife come home and told you, "Baby, today 85% of the time I was loyal to you. Mm-hmm. 85% of the time I was loyal to you. What would you think? You are what you are you not? doing for the other? Exactly, yeah. 100% or nothing.
0: Right. Yeah, it makes sense. I think that's a great uh, analogy. So you were personally mentored by Jim Rohn Correct. for five years, mm-hmm. right? How important has self-development been for you on your journey? Have you always been
1: into it? i always been to it. I did not know it was a science. I did not know it's something you study. I didn't know really it'd be rich. It's a study. I didn't know that. I think when you get rich by working, no, rich is a study. Success leave clue. If you study the clue, you got the success. Yeah. And Jim Rohn is the one actually put the word. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. He's the one who really opened my, everything I got right now is because of my wife and him. And my mom, of course, but without Jim Ron, I wouldn't be where I'm right now, 100. Yeah, who
0: who do you follow these days? Who are some of the people? I know you're still involved in self-development. You mm-hmm. just had a presentation uh, like last
1: week. Yes, right. So yeah.
0: you're still in that world. Right? Correct. Above, I just started. Actually,
1: I just started now. I was the I did my first seminar last week at the Hilton Hotel in Anaheim. So um, I'm gonna be honest with you, Robert. When and I speak for myself, when you connect with a, a person like Jim Ron. I cannot listen to someone else. Mm. The more I listen to Jim Rohn, the more I learn. I know his speech by heart, his book by heart, and every time I read, every time I listen to him, I hear something different. So, until I don't hear anything, I'm going to stay with Royal Rohn now. It's yeah. like the Bible.
0: No, I, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I feel like when Jim Rohn was a coach coaching wasn't a thing. No. And, and now, I mean, coaches are everywhere. Correct, yeah. Everywhere. So it's like yeah. everyone's selling a coaching program or mm-hmm. a seminar or something. It's, it's just, I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a space for it, but it's significantly more saturated these days than it mm-hmm. was when
1: Jim Rohn was coaching. Oh, big time. And the thing with Jim Rohn is that he started way from the bottom. If I bankruptcy, he was in big financial trouble. So yeah. I can identify myself to him. And what I don't like in personal development right now, because it's telling like everybody is a coach now, is that people do not struggle. They don't know life. You know, Jimon told me, Jean, someone who's making five bucks an hour, never gonna teach you how to make 10. And all these people speak about success, finance, marriage, and everything. I've been married for 27 years. I think I can speak about marriage. Yeah. yeah you I know mean, a thing or two. Some, some. And it's in, it's in California. 27 years in California, it's a record. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> the,
0: the, the divorce rate here is like 75%.
1: Yeah. It's like it's ridiculous when you really dive deep into it. Yeah, and if you really think about that, I don't know if it was in the question or not, but if you really look about that, when a couple divorce, what's happened is because they face a challenge and instead of facing this challenge, moving forward, finding a solution, they separate. They choose what is easy. Yeah. You know, and I don't see stuff like that. Yeah, they got some higher low, 100%, but... I don't quit. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not supposed to be easy to spend the majority of your time with one person for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like people get on each other's nerves. Exactly, yeah. Um, But you just find ways. You just find ways to grow together and and every year we get a little bit smarter. Mm -hmm. You know, the grass grows where you water it, right? Mm, So true. So if you water the marriage, and and I think a lot of people too, it's 50-50, but it's 100-100, right? So I love that. I love that. Um, Can you think back at a, an extremely challenging time in your life, whether it was personal or Muay Thai, that you went through and you made it through and you look back and you go, wow, that was huge. Like, can you think back at something and how you overcame it?
1: I got got a few from school, from from the law, because I was in trouble with the law. But what I'm the most proud of it, and I can remember this for the rest of my life, is when I moved in America in 96, I got in my gym in France. And I moved in America and I left everything. I gave the key to my uh, assistant. Said the gym is yours, and I left. I came here. I was I was with my, I met, which was my future wife. And when I was with her, uh, I did not know that she was not wealthy. She's not rich. I thought she was good looking, everything. I thought, like, wow, okay, she, she's jackpot. She's good it's jackpot. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah, but the thing is that she was not rich. She was poor. So I moved from a gym with two hundred fifty students to America. I don't speak the language. I know nobody. The fridge is empty. When she got a Thanksgiving gift from the company, instead of buying a turkey, we go to the grocery store. We do the grocery at the Swat Meat in Golden West College in Huntington Beach. And for a while, and it was hard. Because the Swat Meat in Huntington Beach, when you buy the sample, it's not good food. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Then I find the first, it was a book from Jim Rohn, the Season of Life. It was $1 for the book. I buy it. I was like, "Wow, interesting." The next week, I go, groceries and things, the Golden West, and I find the tape, an old audio tape, Adventure, uh, uh, Adventure and Achievement. And when I play the tape, his voice, boom, I click right away. I'm like, "I need to meet this guy." Problem is that the seminar, it was five grand. I don't have the five grand. We even one income. It was five grand in five what grand year? Ninety-seven. Yeah? S- Ninety- uh, n- n- Nineteen ninety-four. Uh, uh, Two thousand four. It in 2009. It okay, okay, that's yeah. two thousand four, five thousand. And enough. I did not have the money, so I put on the credit card, like all Americans do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's the American dream, right there. American yeah. dream, right there. But it was the best investment I ever made in my life. So this is the one thing I, I share to my son. You know the story. I'm so proud about it. You know, if I did not take, uh, took this risk, because you have to take the risk in life. Yeah, I wouldn't be where I'm right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a big fan on self-development. I, I love to spend money or invest money mm-hmm. in myself. Um, you know, I've, I've done a two-day course mm-hmm. um, that costs $5,500 this year, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I have friends that reach out that are like, dude, you're crazy, man. How, how can you spend $5,500 on a two-day course? And I'm thinking to myself, well, number one, you spent $300,000 on your degree at college. Mm-hmm. But what I'm thinking is, is I'm going to take that $5,500 that I invested and turn it into $350,000 in the next 24 months because of what I learned from mm-hmm. it. You know? So it's like I'm accelerating my growth and my knowledge to that course. So it sounds like with you, like you found the book, you found the tape, it led you to a seminar, $5,000 later you've, you've made God knows how many millions of dollars and made amazing decisions mm-hmm. because
1: of it. And one thing important too is like when I was there, I met good people. I met people that were way above me, that encouraged me to move forward instead of people who going to put me down. And that's the, problem. that's the problem. When I coach people, I tell them that. Surround yourself, that people are higher than you. Yeah. Surround yourself, people are higher than you. If you don't change that, you go nowhere.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the company, the brokerage that I'm at now is called Five Realty. Mm-hmm. And the concept around it is, is you are the sum of the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. And so our, the entire mission of this company is to, to attract the best of the best agents because mm-hmm. we want to be surrounded by people that are doing amazing things so that we can grow mm-hmm.
1: together. Yeah, and, and it's true. It's true. I told people, take a, take a paper, write the five people with who you spend the most of the time. Write their name. And after on the right of their name, just put, do they make more money than you? Are they more happy? Do they drive a better car? they live a better house? Most of the time, the answer is No. So, this is the key. Yeah. If that's the same and new, where is the key? Change his five names. Put someone, who drive the car you want to drive, leave where you want to live, the house they're going to, you know what I mean? That's what yeah. you have to do. Yeah, surround yourself with people that you want to be like. I told something to my student, to, to my student in, in the gym that are really close. I told them, and if, you, know, you follow me on Instagram, you, you, you can see that. You never see me spend time with my student outside the gym. As, don't spend time with my students outside the gym. I spend time with people are like, way, way above me. When they look at me, they say, hey, Jean, you're the good, but come on. Man. Kick it on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people that expect more from you. Exactly. Right? I- people that when you get in touch with them, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm hanging out with this person. They're going to ask me what I'm working on. I better have some good answers, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. One of my clients, I mean, Jean, it's good. The other been is nice. Why not the plane? Why not the private plane? I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> now you go to the next level. Yeah. But that's the people I want in my life yeah so nothing but with my student is that I don't have time and yeah. when i'm i'm fifty seven so I pay attention to my time now. I really pay attention to my time yeah,
0: yeah, me too lately. I feel like the older we get the the, the our priorities change mm. but and mm. i and I'm sure too what you do is when you spend because you're a natural giver, you're a coach when mm-hmm. you spend time with the people that are helping elevate your life, you're taking that information and you're helping other people elevate their exactly. life right so yeah, it's exactly. that it's a circle of life I, I I remember somewhere I read it's always great to have. People that mentor you, but it's important to have people that you mentor as well. Correct. Right, so you can transfer the information and keep that circle going. Yeah. I love that. Um, who were some of your biggest fighting influences? Who were the people you looked up to? Ramon Decker
1: and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, yeah.
0: Did you watch Mike all the time when he was? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: watched him. You've met him, right? I met him, yeah. I was, I was a guest speaker with him in the Fitness Expo in Los Angeles.
0: Well, what did you like most about those two fighters?
1: Uh, the determination the determination they have and when they want something move don't stay in front of them because they're going to do everything they can to get it Yeah, and that's something I admire you know people don't have what they want is one thing but don't quit the world thing is quitting so if you want to go somewhere go you show me pictures in your face of you in the mountain but being in the mountain is important but even if you arrive like two thirds and you cannot do anymore and you stop I'm like, no, keep going until you die. <laughs> you know, you're you yeah. going to find me dead on the side, but you're going to find me back downstairs uh, on, on the bottom. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah.
0: No, if you commit, you get it done. Exactly. I, I, I saw um, uh, a short video uh, on Mike Tyson in the last week or two. and He said, um, discipline is doing what you hate, but doing it like you love it. And that's that gives me chills because mm-hmm. I'm just like, like – most people like to just bitch about the stuff they have to do and they don't wanna do it. And Mike's like, Look, this is what I gotta do. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it like I love it, even mm-hmm. though I don't wanna be here right now. Like I love
1: that. Yeah. I got I got a sentence that you're gonna find this anywhere. Any book. The best because I don't gonna say what I'm gonna do right now. Because this is for me. That's what I found out in my life. I told my clients, what you don't do will cost you more than what you do. Mm-hmm. It's what you don't do that's gonna cost you. Not what you do. That's what you don't do. Yeah. You know, in your business, Meet people, they want to do, they want to do. Do it. Stop to want. Do it. Yeah. And if you don't, you're going to pay the price. Huh? Yeah. It's definitely going to cost you what, it's the fear, the fear that holds mm-hmm. people back.
0: Yeah. And, and everything that most of us want is on that other side. Exactly. It's not going to be easy, right? No. So it, 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 life was not made to be easy. What do you believe are the most important qualities of a champion fighter? Discipline. You train a lot of fighters,
1: right? You're, you're
0: looking to, to develop champions. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for in those fighters?
1: Discipline. One of the first things is the discipline. Dedication. Hard work. Hard work will always be talent. If talent don't use. don't use talent, hard work. 100%. But discipline, determination, hard work, that's what's important for me. Uh, I like my fighters when I train them to show before and leave after. I hate when I arrive on time. I hate people that arrive on time. I arrived maybe five minutes earlier, but I was there earlier. I hate when people arrive on time. Yeah, because when you arrive on time, you're already late. Does
0: it does it bother you when like the clients come in like while people are jump roping in your gym? You're like, oh, they're late again. They're late again.
1: Yeah, I don't say that to them, but, but it, I, it can bugs you. I can see. I can see. I can see. Because how
0: you do one thing is how you do everything, right? So if sure. you're consistently late. Sure then where else in your life are you sacrificing or are you being weak?
1: Mm-hmm. Every little thing <laughs> affects everything. Some people tell you, like, I'm, in my life, I'm perfect. I'm just a little bit lazy on sleeping. No, 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 it's not about that. It's everything else you yeah. do. There's no one thing. That's why it's 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: If you're lazy and, yeah, I, I totally agree. I love that. Um, when you're not fighting, mm-hmm. what are some of the things you're most passionate about? What do you love doing? Reading. Reading. I got that from you. I feel that. Yeah, reading. I got a huge library. I got about like a thousand books. You have a thousand books? Easy. Do you, are you an audible person or you like actually reading
1: the book? Paper book. Really? I don't, I don't, I don't like uh, e-books, stuff like that. I like paper book because when you got an ebook, book uh, and I got uh, the iPad, I got uh, uh, all, all this this uh, gadget. I put someone on travel, but I always got a book with me because when you take an ebook book it's really rare. You're gonna go back to read the note you put on this ebook, which on the paper book you got some connection.
0: Yeah, you can highlight. You can circle. Oh, yeah, and you the can smell fold. Of the
1: book. I'm a little bit going deeper. You know, <laughs> the smell of the book, the feeling, the touching. Yeah, I got the, the my oldest book is from 1852, and uh, it's about success, and uh, and I got the original Thinking Rich from Napoleon Hill, 1936, 1937. Sorry, the original one. It's incredible. It's incredible. yeah
0: there's actually another book that you should I have never read it but mm-hmm. my wife Tanya read it and said it was amazing. Um, it's Napoleon Hill I, mm-hmm. it's like the something about that it's like the devil it says yeah out, out, out outwitting the devil. the devil Have you read yeah. that yeah. yeah I got it. Have you read it?
1: I read it I read I got all the I heard it's amazing it I it is a good I gotta I gotta read it, that. It's one. It's a good book Thinking Rich for me is still still is the, that's the original the one. one. Because one day Roberta will show in private the original one and the one two what's printed two years after that. You're gonna see different thickness of the book. Mm. The book two years before is thicker, bigger. More info? Kinda.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I wanna see it. Um, okay. you I, I, as I was reading your bio, you've you've trained housewives, mm-hmm. you've trained CEOs, mm-hmm. you've trained FBI agents, mm-hmm. you've trained rock stars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Who are some of the coolest people you've actually had the opportunity to train?
1: I worked for nine years from the rock band Death Leppard; they're fantastic. I stopped to train them because of my son who was born, so I didn't want to go into anymore. Uh, one person I got, I was really surprised was a cool guy, Nicolas Cage. Unbelievable. Yeah. He was an unbelievable person. I was like really surprised the way he act, the way he's speaking. It's exactly what you see in the movie. So, in the movie, you don't act, it is like that. It's him. It's him. You know, he's <laughs> incredible. He's good. He's, he's done some good stuff. Oh, yeah. And he's really friendly. He do not have a big ego, big attitude. You know, I, I love the guy.
0: I, I think he guy. used to live on Balboa Island or Lido Island. Mm, okay. I think he had a home out here.
1: Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, he's one of the guys, uh, Chuck Norris. I met Chuck Norris in 1980. I was actually gonna
0: include him in your bio and say this guy is more badass than Chuck Norris, <laughs> but I didn't. It's yeah. funny. So you you
1: trained with him? No, I met him. You my, met him. My story is too long to spend where I met him. You know. Totally. It, it's a, it's a crazy story. I'm gonna go really short, but because I think people need to know the real story. Let's do it. Let's do it. In France, there is a, a, a magazine. Um, it's Karate Bushido. Like in America, you got Black Belt magazine. Yeah. And it was an interview of uh, Chuck Norris. It was a few pages. And there was one picture of him. And on the back, you can see his house. And they say he used to live in Tarzana, the north of L.A. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to meet the guy. I could not meet Bruce Lee because he was dead. I need to meet the guy who with him. And I know Chuck Norris because I watch all the Bruce Lee movies. I take a plane ticket. arrive to L.A.X., take a car, buy a mop. Drive to Tarzana. The, the star maps. Yeah. Drive <laughs> the star map. No, no, no. The map, the map of Los Angeles. Of oh, the entire Burbank, Los Angeles. Oh, Burbank, got it. Tarzana, everything. And when I enter in Tazana, Tarzana, what I did, I put the map of the sea from Tarzana on the seat on the right side. And I did all the streets one by one, looking at the magazine and the houses. The magazine and the houses. Oh my gosh. Nine hours. For nine hours. And I was crossing. Crossing all the streets until I found it. When I find it... I'm surprised nobody
0: like, called the cops on you. Yeah. <laughs> There's this strange person driving really slow.
1: <laughs> and I went to see... In the next day, because got find the houses. And I, and I ring and I said to the person on, on the, the phone, on the speakerphone, I say I want to speak... I want to meet Chuck Norris. And I got my press book ready with all my interview and everything. And the person told me, like, you got the wrong houses. I said, no, I got right houses. With my poor English at the time, because it was really bad, you know? And I keep burning the person. And the, the lady came... On the, uh, to meet me at the the, 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 the how you call this, the door. And she said, like, No, this is not Chuck Norris' house. Chuck Norris' house is this one. And she showed me the house. And I was like, Wow. I went there, ring. I said, I want to speak to Chuck Norris. The guy said, You cannot talk to him, and he's busy. I want to see Chuck Norris. The guy came. I <laughs> didn't even call the cops. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. The guy came at the door and told me, Listen, Mr. Chuck Norris is going to leave to the airport right now. He do not have time for you. I said, Okay. I say, what kind of car does he drive? He said, he got the black Mercedes. And the guy back up. Maybe 10, 15 minutes after, I see the black Mercedes coming up. And it was him. And I froze. I couldn't do nothing. I was like, I look at him, I was like, I can't say nothing. He opened the window. He said, are, are you the crazy guy are you knocked on the door? I said, yes. He said, what do you want? I said, listen, Mr. Norris, I got big respect for you. See my press book, see what I do. I'm not crazy. I was French Union champion, this is my interview. He looked at my press book, and he's like, Hi, interesting. Jump in. I got on the side of his car. He make a, he back up. Went to inside his, his house. I spent maybe like 15, 20 minutes with him. We talk about in the living room. It was a carpet from Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. And unbelievable. At the end, when he left, I told him, you know what? I would love to train with you one time. And he said, okay. This is my car. This is my phone number. When you come back here, call me because when I want to go to the airport, I came back. He just led to the house. The house was on. The, he sold his house. He moved in Texas. That's why you're we starting to plan to do Texas Rangers and everything.
0: Right, right. So you never got the training session? I never got
1: a training session with him.
0: But, I mean, that's an insane story, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and I say insane for lack of a better word. The bottom line is is you were somebody who was extremely motivated and committed to meeting, mm-hmm. somebody that you really looked up to. Yeah. And all you did, well, actually, you did a lot, but you were willing to go house by house, find... right house and actually ring the doorbell right because i could see i could see most people saying okay i'm going to find his house but then when it's time to ring the doorbell they're like i can't do it i can't do it and that's what we were just talking about yeah like if you are if you want to be great and you want to actually get things that you want you have to do things that are scary Mm -hmm. you have to be able to ring the doorbell Mm -hmm. and and you did it and it, it works yeah right most people wouldn't try oh yeah most of them won't do that i love that I know you love coaching, and you've obviously achieved so much in the, in the world of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your like, five-year, ten-year visions moving forward? What is something that you really are passionate about? Like, where do you want to go from here? Very good question.
1: Eventually, stop coaching. Uh, I've been coaching for 37 years. Uh, I think slowly arrive to the end. I can give much more by speaking to people, inspire them to do better you know i want to give the light to s- another student who can take care of the gym in the future yeah but i want to go more on speaking helping all this is what i, w- I found out that I'm, I'm i was made for you know for me what it was hard is when i start to speak to people and i can I inspire them what is hard is i found out it was when i met jimon actually it was 2009 before he passed away god bless him he was um, i was thinking Jimon to me John, you know what you got it and I told him, like, yeah, but you know what? My accent is too strong. He said, you don't get it. It's a big asset you have. And I was like, wow, why? Said, it's not my, ang- my English is not the best. He said, you don't get it. With your accent, when you're going to speak, people are going to listen more what you have to say because they have to catch every word. <laughs> what did he say? You know? Yeah. And They're listening intently. Exactly. Pay attention. Yeah. And I never see this side. And I found out actually since 2009 and that actually I was doing the wrong job. It's hard for me to say that I was not made to teach Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. I was made. I truly believe I wanted to speak to people and inspire them.
0: So you still are going to be a coach, but not a coach for Muay Thai and for fighting, but Correct. a coach for business for Correct. life, yeah. right? Is there any direction you find yourself going towards more like business life, or is it more business. holistic?
1: Business, because I like. business. I got one of my, actually one of my students who's a client now. I did my seminar two weeks ago or last week, so in uh, the, in Anaheim, uh, he just thought when he came to the gym a year ago. He was washing car. And uh, he came, he showed me his business card. And I told him, your business card is sucks. I said, <laughs> you know what? There is no way. S- some people will take you seriously with your business card. What do you do? I'm washing a basic car and I charge this month. I said, you have to change everything. Change your name, change your business card. And now I want you to have a niche. Try to clean a luxury car. Because an hour cleaning a Kia and an hour cl- cleaning a Lamborghini, it's a different price. And it's still an hour. He came to the seminar last week, and I got an interview of him. Now he's watching Lamborghini, Ferrari, and all his car, but now he's expanding. He's cleaning boat and plane. Mm. That's making hey, me happy. Rich people that have fer- uh, Ferraris and Lamborghinis have boats
0: and planes yeah. too,
1: right? That's making me happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's smart, right? So it's a couple things, right? It's number one, it's, it's taking what you're doing and elevating it, mm-hmm. right? So you're, you're, you said, hey, it's going to take an hour to clean the Kia, might as well clean a Lamborghini and charge five times more. So you're Correct. adding more value to your time. But then what I love is, is that you're finding ways to monetize that one client in other ways. So it's Correct. like you're talking to Jim who owns a Ferrari mm-hmm. who also owns a boat and uh, you know whatever else they have that's cool. And you can clean all that. And now it's like the
1: same customer, but you're doing more for them and higher price. So- Correct. It's like a new business. If you really look at your business, when you sell a house, you're not selling a house. You're selling much more than that. Someone's buying a house for the first time, they're exciting. They can start to build memories. They can start to see the family growing. He, he, when you talk to them and you, he's not seeing the house. Actually you give them the dream they want yeah. and they're going to be so happy with what you do they're going to refer you. Yeah. It's like a seeds you're putting. So people who go might, I don't even, know, don't even know your job, but that's what I think is some people go, I am going to sell the house. That's it and take my commission. No, 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 You, you're seeing your dream. They have this like a dream. And then we'll be happy. They will refer you to someone else. They right. we refer, you to, and after it snowballed.
0: Yeah, and just like you know, your client with the Kia versus the Lamborghini, you mm-hmm. know, we could sell a five hundred thousand dollar condo, or we could sell a five million dollar home in in Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the same amount of work. It's the there exact same process. There we go. But we're making you know ten times more money than selling a five hundred thousand dollar condo. So the strategy becomes: How do we get in front of the people that own the? luxury real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Just like your client. How do I get in front of people that 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 have Lamborghinis and Ferraris? And how do I have to change my process to make sure that when I'm cleaning their car, I'm doing a great job because mm-hmm. they have a higher quality paint, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing with a different client, higher exactly. level client. So yeah. I love that. And and, uh, and I can see that for you too. I yeah. can see that for you too. And so again,
1: when we speak about the houses, the price or so whenever it's, even a job, whenever it's gonna be, it's, the the person is gonna buy the five hundred thousand dollar condo. You have to take care of him hundred percent, like like it was gold, because you never know when it's gonna become. This guy next year can win the jackpot lottery, make oh, $100 million. and if it, wow, it was only five hundred and he really take care of me. That's why in my gym I take care of all my students, whenever the level, whenever yeah. they're pro or amateur, ugly, pretty, I don't care. They all I treat all my students the same level because I never know what they're gonna become.
0: That's such, that's such great advice. I, I, I know so many people that say, oh, it's just a $500,000 mm-hmm. deal, whatever. But you know, if you're going to take that deal, you got to treat that person the same way you treat a $5 million client. Company. So I love that. I mean, everybody is is a, is a person. They deliver high quality. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you never know. Maybe a $500,000 condo owner might refer me to their boss that has a $10 million exactly. home. Exactly. And if I do a crappy job for them, then they're never going to refer me. Exactly. So I, I love that advice. So what would you say you know, as you are slowly transitioning into this new coaching role, mm-hmm. what would be, uh, w- what's like one piece of great advice that you, that you live by or that you always like to share with other people?
1: I use again, uh, uh, like Jim won say, I mentioned a lot of time, Jim won. Um, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. If you work hard on yourself, mm. if you work hard on your job, you can make a living. If you, can, if you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. Work hard on yourself yeah. than you do on your job. And that's why people fail. They work really, really hard on their job, but not on themselves. 100%, 100%. Yeah. But if you work hard on your job, again, you make a living. It's okay, it's fine. But if you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. I choose to work hard on myself. I wake up every day at 4 in the morning, without, without an alarm. I'm awake. I'm awake, I'm excited, I read books, I'm so excited. Actually, when I go to sleep, I'm pissed off. I'm losing time I hate go to sleep yeah I'm losing time yeah
0: no I, I, I love that and you know it's so exact opposite of what I think the the average person's mindset is mm-hmm. right most people are work hard and make business the number one factor but then let's let's uh, you know neglect everything else and many people can't fathom spending money on a seminar. Or on coaching, you know, you talk to people, mm-hmm. you know, Tanya, my wife, is uh she's also a health coach and she has mm. a certain number of clients she works with to help them with their dieting and, mm-hmm. and, and their mindset around food. And so many people go, I-, I can't afford your program or I can't afford to pay this, but then they'll go spend money on other things and oh, have no time.
1: problem spending on it. So I love that advice. When people tell me this, some people tell me, I cannot afford you. Yeah. I tell them, No, you don't you don't get it. It is because you can afford you have to do it. It yeah. is because you can afford. Because what's going to cost you is not to pay me. It's what if you not pay me. Yeah, that is the thing. This is the price to pay. Yeah, and this is so. This is so important. The people need to understand. Again, in life, you have two pain. Everybody in life going to suffer from two pain: the pain of discipline and the pain of regrets. Yeah, pain of discipline weight ounces. Pain of regrets weight tons. Yeah. yeah, I choose the pain of discipline, hundred percent, all yeah. the time.
0: And we can control that, which yeah. is which is what yeah. I love. So. Gosh, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much no, for everything you. you're doing. I have one more question. Ask me. I have one more question. One thing I absolutely love about you is mm-hmm. how honest and direct you are. You don't sugarcoat anything. Oh, no! I can't get into the details of the things <laughs> I've heard you say, but I just say, let's just say I love it. Yeah, I'm I a pre- big fan. I
1: appreciate it.
0: I want to know your honest opinion. What are the chances and what are my chances of getting in the ring and fighting in the near future? What do you again, think?
1: Do you think I've got it? Again, again you're only going to know when you're in the ring. You only want to go, it's like, what is the chance for me to make the sale of the house? You're going to know when you're in front of the clients, are you going to make, nobody can tell you like, you're going to make it. No, face it and we'll see. Face it and we'll see. You You have to face it. You have to face it. You have no choice. You have to face it. But people don't want to face it. If you train hard, you dedicate yourself, you put the discipline, the time and the hard work, you can fight. The result, I cannot guarantee the result. How, how, you much, can
0: fight. how much time do you think reasonably mm-hmm. the average person it would take to go from zero experience to they can actually have an amateur fight in the ring?
1: It is It is hard to say that. Some Again, some gym going to tell you, oh, in six months you're in the ring. Six months. No, you can't do that because you you don't know the person. You don't know what kind of discipline they are going to have. You don't know the pain tolerance. If as soon as they got a bruise on the shin, oh, I got a bruise, I need to stop. You don't know that. Right. So, but eventually in like, in like a week or two, you can already sense, okay, they're going to make it or they can make it. So that's my question to you. Based
0: mm-hmm. on your experience, mm-hmm. I came to your, you know, for everyone listening and watching, mm-hmm. I uh, shamelessly quit mm-hmm. because it got hard and fear set in and doubt set in for me. And then I allowed my schedule to take control mm-hmm. of, of me. And it was just like, okay, I can't do this anymore but I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. When six o'clock comes around, I go, I know what they're doing over there. Yeah. And I think about it. And, and so knowing what you know of me,
1: what are your thoughts on me fighting in the ring? Be honest. Yeah. So uh, you did not quit. You stopped. I stopped. I stopped. Your audience is going to watch <laughs> it and you're going to see what I tell is true or no. I t- when you told me you're going to, you're going to stop. I told you, I thought you would stay a little bit longer. I text you. and told you that. Yeah. And again, if you train. You're gonna fight on your own division, people the own age, your own age. Mm. So you facing someone that's about like you, so your chance of you of uh, winning as as high as them, the only thing gonna make difference in the ring is who trained the hardest, who listen the most, who show up on time, who made the weight, who who, who tolerate the pain. That is yeah. the only difference. Yeah. But you're gonna fight someone your own age, your own weight. So why not? Why, wh- what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Yeah. You ask kick? Okay, fine. But yes, you do it. Yeah,
0: You do it. It's really just prioritizing and, and making the time for it.
1: But I, I, I uh, it's, it's not you make the time, you, you take the time. Take the time. <laughs> you don't make the time. Yeah. There's 24 hours. The, the richest man in the world cannot create more time. The most biggest scientific in the world cannot create more time. You take the time or you don't. 100% or 100%. I so when it. people tell me I don't have time, you know what I told them? No, it's not your priority. Right, it's true.
0: We all have the same amount of hours in the day. Exactly, coach. You are awesome. Thank hey. you so much for your time. No, I really you. appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Thank you so much. Tell the viewers um, how they can follow you on social media. Um, tell the viewers your gym, the address. I mm-hmm. want to make sure that everybody, if they're in Orange County or they're they're relocating to Orange County, how can they connect with you and how can they train with you?
1: So if they want the ass kick, they can come to Carillo <laughs> ah. Muay Thai. <laughs> yes, see it. 2R1I2LO Carillo Muetai. And it's in the city of Orange, 793 South Tustin. And uh, and after I got a business in France, for the people who speak French, they can see my business in France with bad coaching. And it's jeancarillo.com. You it. can see on the side of me.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you coach for being here. You thank you for, for being vulnerable and sharing your story with us. I know that whoever's watching or listening is going to get value from it and um, I'll see you in the gym soon. Yeah. I hope so. All right. It's on camera. Yep. It's on camera. All right, guys. Thank you so much Bye. for watching and we'll tune in for another episode of Elevate soon.